Well, good morning, White Oak, and welcome. Happy New Year. Uh, man, it was a ton of fun riding around the city filming that uh, motorcycle scene, let me tell you. So, uh, no, uh, I am really excited about this year. I don't know that we could start off 2020 with a better series than this, Made for More. Uh, I mean, the concept is at the heart of uh, every self-help book, every, uh, it's at the root of every resolution that we have, every kind of promise that we make that, hey, this year is going to be different. I think we all inside... We feel that, that tension that, you know, that, man, I just want to, I want to do better. There's got to be something out there that's better. And, and it drives, you know, it, it screams. It's that, it's that in the mirror, you know, looking at yourself and just trying to come to grips with, you know, who am I and what do I want to be about? And, uh, and so we all kind of have that drive inside that, hey, I can do better. This year is going to be different. Believer, non-believer, young or old, uh, we all have those moments. We all have those thoughts that, uh, that hey, we want a fresh start, right? Uh, it was funny, uh, Zach, our worship leader, uh, I'll, I'm just, you may not know this or not, but Zach's not a big fan of Christmas season, okay? And so uh, he's made that known to a few of us. And so, but the other day he posted about how excited he was about New Year's, new fresh starts, right? He loves that, and I was kind of giving him grief about that. But there's something inside of us that loves that fresh new beginning, right? And so this morning, as we dive into this series, Made for More, I got to tell you that, uh, that this series is not really about New Year's resolutions. It's not about short-term fads that won't last. It, it is a reminder that you were created by an all-powerful God for a purpose. And that every day uh, we need to figure out how we can live that out right? We get caught up in that nine to five routine, just kind of going through the motions of life. And it's a reminder that we were made for more than that. Uh, we were designed for more than just blah. And I, and I think that, you know, I mean, if we were going to sum up sometimes our life, if we were just to look at our, our faith and our journey that we're on, and sometimes we're just like, ah, I don't know. And this is a realization. This is a reminder that we were made for more than that. That God has more in store for us than just going through the motions. I don't know about you, but when I work on projects, uh, I have a tendency to, be, to do it alone, right? To do everything I can within my power to, uh, to do it alone. When I was young in ministry at the beginning, uh, I had this bad habit of never asking for help. I would find myself in situations where setting up for an event or getting ready for kind of an evening thing that we would have, and, uh, and I'd be doing all this stuff and running around like crazy trying to, trying to build things and set things up that we would use for that night, and I'd be alone. And there'd be often times where I'd just be thinking, man, I'd be kicking myself why didn't I ask anyone for help? Why didn't I reach out to somebody for help? Now, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of just kind of escaping off to a quiet place and working on something by myself. You know, maybe, maybe you're like, that's why I enjoy, uh, I run sometimes and I love running alone. I don't like running with anybody else. I don't like running races. I love to be able to set my pace, run the amount of run my kind of route, go where I want to go, when I want to go there, 
and I don't like dealing with anybody else, right? It just messes me up. It throws me off. And so there's moments like that. But we all have been in a situation where we're over our head, right? We need help. Now, in, in my current situation where I'm at now, if I'm in the basement or if I'm out in the garage and I'm working on something, some kind of a project, what will end up happening is I will realize that I'm in over my head when I'm about to drop something or where I'm like holding something with one hand and I'm like reaching for the tool I need and I can't get it. And so my go-to right now is that I just scream out for one of my kids, All right? Anybody else like that? It's like we go as far as we can go. We do everything we can on our own until we're just like, oh, I can't do it anymore. And then we ask for help. We actually demand it. We scream for it in desperation. Like, I'm going to drop this if you don't come. And our kid, somebody comes running in and they don't have any idea what's going on. And I think that our, our relationship with God, our relationship with Jesus specifically, is a lot like that. I think that we do everything within our power to do everything in our life on our own. Do everything we can on our own. And it's only when we really, really need help that we want to pull Jesus out, right? It's as if Jesus is this small figure that fits in our pocket, and we can take him everywhere we want to go, but we only really pull him out when we need him. And Jesus is so much more than that, right? And that's at the heart of what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about this Made for More series. We want to talk about the idea today that we need more Jesus, okay? Let's just get that out, right? We need more Jesus in our life. But today we're going to talk about the fact that Jesus is more, However you've been living, however you've been treating him, whatever your kind of mindset is of of who Jesus is and what Jesus does, he's more. He's more than we can imagine. He's more than we ever tap into. He is more. And like me, most of us are living our lives trying to do everything on our own. It's only when we find ourselves stuck or in a real jam that we call on Jesus for help. And today, we're going to look at how we can live a life that is full of Jesus. Because we were made for more than whatever this is. And so for this series, we're going to be using the book of Ephesians as our source. Each week, we're going to be looking at a passage from Ephesians as we talk about the more that God has called us to. And if you were with us in the fall, we walked through the book of Romans. And the book of Romans was written by a man named Paul to the churches that were located in Rome. Well, Ephesians is a letter that's written by Paul as well, but it's a letter that's written to the churches that met in a city called Ephesus. This is a city in the port of modern-day Turkey. And it was a very, very well-to-do, very uh, influential place because of its location and because of it being a trade city, because it was a, on this uh, seaport. And Ephesians was a church that was planted by Paul, and he spent a great amount of time there during his ministry. All this to say that Paul had a very close connection to the people that he was writing this letter to in the church of Ephesus. Paul most likely wrote this letter while he was in prison in Rome in AD 62. So while we're reading about Paul's Roman uh, 
reading Paul's letter to Rome. He had not yet gone to Rome. Later on, he goes to Rome. He's in prison in Rome, and he writes this letter back to a church that he had spent a great deal of time. And while Romans was written to address some conflicts that was going on in Rome, Ephesians was written as an encouragement to a body of believers that Paul had spent nearly three years with. So today, we take a look at the book that inspires this series, and we read it the same way. As an encouragement to us, Paul's reminder to us that just surviving or getting by or just existing is not what we were created to do. No, we were made for more. And so this part won't be up on the screen, but as we get started, I just want to read to you. If you've got a Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, you can do that on your phone. You can do that if you brought your Bible. There's Bibles in the seats in front of you. But I just want to read to you kind of Paul's introduction. A couple passages here. I'm just going to read verse, uh, starting with verse 3. It says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. What I really wanted you to see there, the part that I really wanted you to hear, is that you were chosen before the creation of the world by God. And you want to talk about more? You want to talk about being made for more? You were made from the very beginning says to be holy and blameless. You were created by God who loves you to be more. And so as we dive into Ephesians, as we kind of look through this, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 1 verses 22 and 23. It's going to be our main passage that we look at today. And so I just want you to read along with me as we put it up here on the screen. It says, And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. I just want to slow down just for a second. I'm going to throw a couple things up on the screen. The first thing is one of the first phrases that's, uh, that's in this passage. It says, And God places all things under his feet. And appoints him to be head over everything for the church. Jesus is head over everything. Right? God placed all things under his feet. And let me ask you, do you live your life as if Jesus is head over all things? Do we really live under the authority of King Jesus? There's a thing that happens when we read a book or watch a movie. When you are really kind of engrossed into what's going on, most of us, when we read the story or we watch the movie, we put ourselves into the story. And when we do that, we normally put ourselves into the story as the hero, right? Well, if you're reading a book or, or you're watching a movie, you kind of... Put yourself in their space. And I tell you that because we are a people who are very self-driven, right? It's hard to us to submit to authority to anyone. We try doing things on our own. We rarely ask for help. We don't take advice well, right? And so for us to submit to anyone is really, really hard. We like to be in charge. 
Uh, We like to do things our way. And think about this. God made Jesus head over all things. You know who I like to be head over all things? Me. That's who I want over all things. I don't want you. And if I'm really honest, I probably don't want Jesus. I want me. I want to say when. I want to say how. I want to say how much. I like to be in charge. And putting Jesus first, because God put him first, is one of the hardest things that we will do. But Jesus is more. And so one of the first things we have to understand is God made him over everything. Right? The second thing is, the second little phrase that says, who fills everything in every way. Jesus fills everything in every way. That's one of those things where it's like, what's that even mean? What's it mean that Jesus is going to fill everything in every way? It's more than we can comprehend. It's more than we could ever really probably realize. We regulate Jesus to this very small part of our life. We even refer to our life in sections like, well, you know, my spiritual life is doing so-and-so. Like that it's some separate part of our life that we can kind of compartmentalize and be like, that's over here, and then my work life or my friend life, and it's like Jesus wants to fill everything in every way. And I don't even know if we really understand what that means. So for 2020, we truly want more Jesus. If we truly want to make Jesus king over our life, here's some of the things that I think that we can do to figure out how Jesus is more. And the first thing that we want to do is more time. Kyle made the joke that you all had perfect attendance, but the sad reality is, is that for most adults, most adults attend church 1.8 Sundays a month. That stat may be old, but I'll tell you, it's not trending in the way that we want it to. People just aren't here. And and while this is not the only part of connecting with Jesus, let me tell you that we feel like it is a very, very valuable part. Coming together and worshiping God corporately, being challenged by God's word, and just having friends and people around you to encourage you. I, I feel like this is one of the things that we can do to spend more time with Jesus. One of the other things that we can do is that we can be in God's word more. If we want Jesus to truly be the more in our life, like we really believe that Jesus is more and we want more of Jesus, we've got to be in his word. We've got to be reading what God's message for our life is. And so some of us just, you know, we're just not in that habit of picking up God's word and reading it on a regular basis. But it's one of the things that's going to help us in 2020. If we really dedicated ourselves to being here in worship, if we really dedicated ourselves to being in God's word. One of the other things, now let me tell you, these things aren't rocket science, okay? This isn't something that I made up. We need to spend more time in prayer, right? We need to be praying more. Again, our kind of philosophy, most of us, I speak in general terms, if you're anything like me, is that I can go through seasons of life where I only pray 
when I desperately need something. Okay? I handle everything that I can on my own. I do everything under my own power. And then when something happens, it just knocks me to my knees. And then it's like, oh, let me pray about that. And it's that thing again where Jesus is this figurine and he's in my pocket. And I just pull him out when I really, really need him. It's not the kind of prayer life that God is wanting for us. He wants more. And so spending time in worship... Spending time in God's word. Spending time praying. Last thing under this more time that I want to challenge you to is this idea of listening. So many of us are moving so quickly. And we do some of these things. We check them off our, off our list. You know, it's like, hey, I went to church today. I spent some time reading God's word. And, and I'm praying. But we never stop. We're never still enough. We're never silent enough. To really try to hear from God. Right? That we would just be like, God, here I am. And we just hit the pause button. Spending time with him and actually trying to hear from him. And so, if we want more Jesus, we need more time. One of the other things is that we need more reliance. One of the hardest things for us to come to grips with is that we can't do all of this on our own. Whatever your view of Jesus has been in the past, let me tell you that he is more. And he wants more of you. More of your trust and more of your burden. We carry around this guilt and shame. We carry it around this burden, like this heavy backpack. And all a while, Jesus is begging for it. Right? Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 says this. It says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So many of us are trying to do this on our own. We're we're just trying to do all of this on our own. When God is here and he wants to help, he wants to give us rest. And we need to rely on him more. And so we need more time and we need more reliance and we need more surrender. And that's that's a really, really tough one. In Mark chapter 10, Mark's a gospel that explains kind of Jesus' life. And uh, in, in it, there's this interaction between this young man and Jesus. He comes up to Jesus and he just asks him, he says, Hey, Jesus, what do I have to do to go to heaven? And Jesus, you know what I mean, basically kind of says, Well, what's written, right? He says, Follow the commandments. And the guy's like, Which one? And Jesus lifts off some, you know, don't murder, don't steal. He's like, All these things I've done since I was a child, he says. He says, but what do I still lack? Right? He's like, like, there's got to be more. What what is the more? And so Jesus looks at him and he he realizes that this young guy is wealthy. And he just says, okay, hey, go sell everything that you have and come and follow me. And if you've read through this account before, you know that this man just kind of dips his head and he walks away sad. Because he's got this great wealth and he's unwilling to let go of it. Now, I'm not telling you, the moral of the story isn't that you have to sell everything that you own, but it's this idea that there's things that we grip onto, there's things that we hold onto that we're unwilling to surrender. This guy knew that there was more. He was like, there's something more. It's, there's more to it than this. And when Jesus challenges him on something, 
he's unwilling to let go. We are gripping our life so tight. We're holding on with everything we've got. And what Jesus really wants for us to do is to let go. Jesus wants us to surrender. More time, more reliance, more surrender. So let me just ask you a question. What does a fully surrendered life to Jesus really look like? And maybe that's something that you just need to spend some time in prayer about. Spend some time just really kind of thinking about 2020, brand new year. What does a fully surrendered life to Jesus look like? Okay, so here it is. The the church, us as a gathering, it's not a program. It's the people of God saved by the power of God for the purpose of God. You get that? That us as a church, right? We're not about these, these programs, but we are a people. And we're the people of God that are saved by the power of God for the purpose of God. God has a purpose. And one of the things that we read today is that one of God's purposes is, is that he wants to fill everything in every way. You get that? That he wants to make Jesus known, that, that he wants us to take Jesus to every place on earth. Everywhere in every way. And so the church is all the people of God on an everyday mission to fill everything in every way with the power of Jesus. I want you to think about Jesus as being water. You know, uh, back this summer, I had a flood in my basement, and some people from White Oak came and really helped me out because I was on vacation while it happened. But let me tell you, water gets everywhere. All right? And so there were, it was weeks later, we were going through and still cleaning stuff out, and, uh, and we were just moving stuff around, and, and water had gotten everywhere. God wants Jesus to fill everything in every way. I want you to think and visualize Jesus as being water. What does it look like for Jesus just to flood in to your life, to your world, and to fill everything in every way? Again, that concept might be beyond even what we can imagine. Let me just tell you that it starts where you are, where you're planted. If you're a student, it's in your schools, right? It's with your peers, it's with your friends. For some of us, it's in our workplaces. For some of us, we need to start in our homes to fill that space with the love of Jesus. For some of us, it's our third places. That's a term that refers to places that we hang out, right? Places that we go beyond school or work, beyond our home. What are they? For me, I spend a lot of time at practices, Basketball courts and ball fields. How do I allow Jesus to fill those places everywhere in every way? What's that look like? Here's the cool thing. God wants Jesus to fill everything in every way, and we're the ones that take him there. It's on us. That that it's part of our mission. It's part of our purpose to make Jesus known in every corner of our life. And we start where we're at. We fill everything in every way. And and here's the thing. We need to shift from more effort, more of us, to more of Jesus. 
realizing that Jesus is more. And the only way that we're going to do that, the only way that we're going to get Jesus known in all those places, and not through our own effort, but only through the power of God. So the question is, will your 2020 be any different? Will the next 10 years of your life be defined by Jesus being more or the same old, same old? And this series is just beginning. We have some really, really exciting things coming up. We want you to think of this series, this Made for More series, as an equipping series. And so one of the things that we're going to do is that you're going to start hearing next week about an assessment that we have. And the the goal of the assessment is to help you discover your more. We believe that you were made for more, every single one of us. More Jesus and more purpose. And what we want to help equip you to do is figure out what it is that you're specifically called to do that maybe only you can do. The way that God wants you to fill the world, fill those spaces with Jesus. And so through the assessment, you can recognize. Some of you, maybe you deep down, you already know. You know what your calling is. You know what your purpose is. And so it'll be affirmation that, hey, I'm on the right track, or I know what I'm supposed to be doing. For some of you, maybe you'll discover some things that you never knew about yourself, some places where God is calling you to go. And we want to help. And so you get the results, we get the results, and we come alongside you and just be like, some of those spaces may be in here. But the beauty is, is that we pray that a lot of those spaces, a lot of the things that you're being called to do are out there. Out in the city, out in, out in Corrine, out in our neighborhoods, out in our workplaces, out in our schools, out in those practice fields. That you were equipped and gifted to do certain things that only you can do to spread the love of Jesus. And we want to help you do them. And that's the mission and that's the beauty of this series. That it might be a thing that equips you and launches you into something that helps you fill everywhere and every way the love of Jesus. And so we'll be talking about that. I can't wait to see what happens. And so as we think about that, as we think about this next year, this coming year, the year 2020 that's just barely begun, I want to pause, I just want to pray. Because I got to think that in this room there's people who are just, you know what, I was made for more. You know what, God has got more in store for me. I just want to pray for your more. God, thank you so much for the calling that we have, for the challenge. We thank you for Jesus, who you create, who, who, you, who you sent to be head over everything, who you appointed to be over everything. And God, that as we recognize that he is over everything, that we would just be able to realize and recognize what it is that we've been called to do. God, that, that we would recognize that we are loved by him and that we want to take him and take that love to the world. Help us to realize and recognize how we can flood the world with the love of Jesus. That it would fill everything in every way. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.
And so as we think about this coming year, I want you to understand that, that only Jesus can fill everything in every way. And we need, we desperately need, more Jesus. So I don't know what, what changes you need to make. I don't, I don't know what routines you need to get into. I don't know what, you know, things need to happen. But if I had one prayer for each and every one of us for this year, it would be more Jesus. Because Jesus is more. More than what we treat him as, more than what we use him for. He's more. And you were created for more. Let me just challenge you. If you've never had a relationship with Jesus, or if you've had one of those relationships with him where it's just, you just use him when you need him, and I would love to talk to you what it looks like to make Jesus Lord of your life. To make Jesus King. And if that's something you're interested in, man, you can come down and find me. I'll be down front later on. We'll have people that are, that are here to pray for you in a little bit. You could do that. You can mark it on your connection card and uh, we'll get in touch with you. But and in a year where we want to claim that we want more Jesus, if you don't know him, this might be the chance. And so in just a moment, we're going to sing. And while we're singing, I just want you to be praying through and singing out that this could be a year where we really dive into, where we really grab a hold of this idea that we were made for more.